Undad is part of the Alberta Podcast Network and is powered by ATB. Hi, everybody. My name is Trent Wilkie, and this is the Undad Podcast. This is a podcast about teamwork, because how else are you going to make a dream work? Hey, you dingleberries. episode is titled question and answer uh so i'm uh i'm dealing with the sick i got some head stuff some chest stuff some brain stuff but that stuff doesn't go away and uh, that's just what i'm dealing with but i'm good spirits i'm feeling positive focused i'm absorbing uh, positive energy from the cosmos i'm avoiding shame spirals and I'm absorbing and redirecting uh, hate and uh, intolerance. So I'm just pushing it away, and I'm being a, a silly hero. Uh, my family and I just spent the week in Radium, British Columbia, which is, honestly, it's heaven on earth for, for, um, for me and, uh, and mine. It's a beautiful place. Hot springs, there's goats, and there's mountains. And we went for a drive in the mountains and we got lost for way too long, but, uh, we had food and, uh, we had, uh, you know, things that would keep us alive in the night and, uh, we didn't panic, uh, at all much, all seriousness. We were fine, but it was great just to be out in the mountains and, just the rampant architecture of this planet, honestly, like the Rockies are just magical. The, the, the angles are, are stupefying and the heights and the, and the mass congruity of, of just a rock face is just like, what the hell is, and there's trees up there and there's goats. What the hell is going? Anyway, as you can tell, I was really impressed by the mountains and by radium. Uh, right now I'm going to do something that, uh, I've done before uh, for the Undead podcast, uh, and this one is going to be a uh, question and answer. And uh, so I put it out there that I was going to do one of these, and I uh, have some some friends, uh, some people who I consider friends. They don't really like me, uh, but uh, I sort of asked them questions, and then they gave me questions back. And that's... How I see friendship working, which doesn't mean that it's actual friendship, but uh, in my little spherical biodome of mental haplessness, I do consider that friendship, not friend shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. Fine. I'm fine. So this is uh, my second questionnaire. And I'm going to start it with uh, uh, a friend of the fam, Sherry Waddle. And Sherry asks, having been a parent nigh on four years, what has been your most surprising thing you learned or have garnered through this thing called parenthood so far? 
Because I'm selfish, I'm going to have to say, Sherry, that it is my uh, reflection on who I am and my abilities and my inabilities. Um, as a parent, I, I always feel like I have imposter syndrome. I didn't want to be a dad. I didn't want to be a parent. Um, and several relationships of mine have ended because of that. But doing this thing and having two wonderful kids uh, has opened my eyes to my abilities. And, 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 and every parent knows it's so fucking tiring. Man, like tonight alone, we had a, a couple nightmares and uh, a sore knee. And that's just, you know, that's what love is, right? Like you just try to do it. You try to keep on keeping on because we got one life. And, uh, you gotta YOLO that shit until it, you can't YOLO no more. So I guess it would be Y-O-L-O-N-M. <laughs> That's science. All right, moving on. Mike Bayrak. Mike asks, uh, how often do you think about getting on a plane and flying to a remote Polynesian island for a while? Well, Michael, if I can call you Michael, if I can call you Michael, Michael Motorcycle, <laughs> which I'm sure you hate. Uh, I think about getting away a lot. Um, I think like one of the things that I go through a lot is um, I prefer to be, oh, this is going to sound shitty. I prefer to be alone. I always have until I met Elizabeth and then I didn't mind being around her because she's smart and she's pretty. And she is awesome. And then the next thing you know, because of that, we've got a little kid. And the kid's pretty rad. And then we have another one. And the kids are pretty rad. But I think about it, oh, honestly, every day. But lately, it's involved my family coming with me. So that makes me sound like less of a dick. If I can sound like less of a dick, which I don't think I actually possibly can. Okay, Andrew Scott, we're going to hear from him later on as well. But we'll get, deal with the first Andrew Scott question. Will my dead pets meet me in heaven? No, Andrew, they won't because you are going to H-E hockey sticks because of what you said to me the other night when we were faxing each other about our emotional discourse about what I thought about the movie The Last Jedi and what you thought about the movie The Last Jedi, and I don't even want to get into it because you don't even get it. You don't get me, and you don't get us. So your pets are in the upstairs town, and while you're burning in the downstairs town, you got to figure out what you did wrong, and then maybe you can get back upstairs. But I don't know if you can or not, Andrew Scott. It's not a conspiracy. It's the truth, Andrew Scott. Do you like trees? You know what is made out of them. Money and paper. Want to save money and paper? Go digital with ATB's new digital no-fee all-in bank account. Say goodbye to paper statements and say hello to easier everyday banking like this. Oh, hello easier everyday banking. See, super easy. You'll also earn interest on higher balances. Visit ATB.com to sign up today and start making your bank work for you. Kendall Lausen, do you have any recurring dreams? I have many. Um, one specific one always involves me in some sort of ship. 
uh, either on the ocean or in space or in some part of the planet, and I'm in it, and it's full of my things. But outside is chaos and war and burning and whatnot. And people are always coming into my ship and talking to me, and then I leave my ship and die and wake up back in my ship. And all my things are still there. And I'll look out the windows of my ship and the terrain has changed. It's bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller, but it's still chaos. Uh, two nights ago, I had the dream again and uh, there was a, just a young woman standing outside of the window. She had crawled up the side of the ship. I, this is a dream, guys. Don't get weird. And she just kept staring through the window at me. And every time I turned to that window, she was there staring. She wasn't anybody from my life. She wasn't anybody that was an actual person. Although she was probably a, a real person that I had seen or something. Either on a train in Toronto or... I had taken on a canoe trip in Algonquin Park, or I had served food too in Boston Pizza and Kelowna. Yeah, it's a recurring dream. I'm somewhere where I'm comfortable yet very uncomfortable. God damn it, Kendall. You and your smart questions. Jay Runham. When did changing diapers get not gross? They, they never did. And they never will. And when my kids are changing mine, I don't think that that ever will. Poop is a weird thing. Changing diapers never gets not gross. You just learn how to deal with it. For me, my trick is just breathe through your mouth. Breathe through your mouth. Try not to look at the poop. You look at the kid. The kid will get weird and be like, oh, you're wiping my bum and all that. And you're like, dude, do that. It's just poop. We're just going to get this through that. And hey, you want to hear a joke? Here's a joke about farming. And you just make something up. So changing diapers never gets not gross. Just your ability to understand the necessity of it, adapt to it, and still make it not weird so that your kids don't think that shitting is fucked up. You quote me on that, Jay Runham. Okay, back to Andrew Scott slash performer. Uh, what is one smell that makes you angry, quiet, horny, or ponderous? <sighs> okay, so I'm, I'm thinking that you don't mean all of them. So I'll go with one. One smell that makes me angry. Burning makes me angry. Because that just reminds me of burning food and waste. Also reminds me of the Arlington apartment building that burnt down and took all my stuff. But I don't want to get into that because I'm a grown-up. One smell that makes me quiet. I would say animal farts because we don't have any animals in our house aside from our dog. And our dog doesn't fart. So if I'm in a room and I hear an animal fart, I'm like, oh, fuck. There's a puma here. And if I don't figure out where the puma is, I'm going to get fucked up large. One smell that makes me horny. I don't need to properly tell you what that smell is. It is a very specific smell. And I'm going to move on. One smell that makes me ponderous. I think it's a smell that when you walk into somebody's house for the first time, you don't really know the person, but everybody's house has a smell. 
it's the last meal they cooked or something that they buried in their basement. But you never know what that is, right? So that's a smell that makes me ponderous. The first person house smell. That's pretty good. This episode of the Let's Do Coffee podcast contains an interview with Jay Downton, founder of Oilers Nation, Little Brick Cafe, and the Oodle Noodle franchise. Having worked with Tourism Edmonton, and investing back into it with places like Little Brick, Jay defines himself as a passionate Edmontonian. As per usual, this episode is brought to you from the Maji Center for New Venture and Student Entrepreneurship at Nate. It can be found at letsdocoffee.libsyn.com or albertapodcastnetwork.com. Um, bitchin' housewife asked me, is chicken too, not too, but is chicken too small for green? Sorry, I said that wrong. Is chicken too small for green? Is chicken too small for green? T-O, not T-O-O. Um... That's a, that's a very valid question. Um, borderline nonsensical, but to embrace the E.E. E. Cummings world of, of sensibility, I don't think anything is too small for green, uh, depending on what it is. Uh, for chicken to be too small for green would mean the chicken is bad. But that doesn't mean it's too small for green because the chicken can be big and bad or small and bad. I'm not going to eat it. But I'm not going to say it's too small for green. Yeah, I feel very validated in that answer. Okay. Oh, good. Another Andrew Scott question. If you were an animal, what would you be? Please answer including your best imitation of that animal. I.e., yes, I'd be a horse because blah, blah, blah. And here's my horse impression. Winnie, Winnie. Oof. If I were an animal... What animal? I'd be an otter. I love rivers. I love Canada. I love water. And otters don't make a lot of sound. They make a lot of clicks. Like... And I think um, when they're threatened, they make the sound. I'm gonna eat your face. But other than that, I don't know if they make any actual sounds that can be uh, audularly accrued with the human ear. So we're going to move on. Uh, Christine Bruckman. Now, Christine has given me a lot of questions. So we're going to we're going to plow through her questions uh, as 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 good as I possibly can. Um all right, question number one. Christine Bruckman asks, would you rather get a paper cut between your fingers every time you touch paper or bite your tongue every time you ate? I would rather get a paper cut every time I touched paper because I would just stop touching paper. But I can never stop eating. It's too delicious. Uh, her second question is, also, there are people that have a fear of their ye old belly button. It's called... Omphlophobia. Christine, that's that's not a question. That's more of a statement. Her next question is, how many mice would it take to make a coat made of mice? 72. If you're cutting out the faces as well. 
Another question from Christine Bruckman. Did you know that there is actually a phobia where people fear going to sleep? It's called somnophobia. Christine, you got to go back to question school because that's more of a statement again. Like, I know, did you know? But you're just trying to pass on some information that you're, you've read on the internet. And you're like, I gotta share this with someone. You know, this is fucking badass information. And uh, I think this is the final question from the awesome Christine Bruckman. Why is phonics not spelled the way it sounds? Well, if you say phonics, it actually is spelled the way it sounds. Because you're not going to say pahonics, or you're not going to say phonics. You're going to say phonics, and that's how it's spelled. So I'm not trying to throw down with you. I don't want you to stab me again. We had that one thing where I met you at Roger's place, and I was selling you some off-brand t-shirts that had to do with a local band uh, that never really existed, but you thought Crucial Distortion was a really neat band from Edmonton, and they never... They weren't real. And then you realize that, and guess who gets stabbed a lot in the neck and chest? But Trent Wilkie, by whom Christine Bruckman. I'm not, I know I told you I wouldn't tell anybody about it, but you're a good stabber and I'm proud. You know, your stabbings are, well, they're, they're polite and they're focused. And I think it's just something that you should be proud of because not many people are. And when you find your superpower, you got to go with it, man. Like uh, Jim Morrison said, you got a free bird till tomorrow because you got to go on to December. And there's where the lies come. And when you see the eyes of Diesel Eyes of Misery, I know I'm making it up. They never said that. But, but, Christine, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Anyway, this is the end of uh, the Undad questionnaire, the, uh, <laughs> the, the the personally focused Ask Me Anything, and uh, I think I did a really good job this time. Better than last time. I, I think I did really good, and I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm also uh, probably not going to do this for another month or two, so if you got questions that you want to throw at me, just save them up. This morning I woke up and I went immediately to my Ouija board and I started asking demons ideas and stuff like that. And they were very open-minded about what I should do. And I just think it's pretty cool when you open up a portal to the netherworld and they have ideas for you. They have specific things they want you to know. And you didn't know you wanted to know it, but they're there and they're sharing with you. And that's what demons do. They share and, and people don't understand that. That's why the Ouija board is a pretty important thing. You got to get on it before it gets on you. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. Good night, good luck, and farewell. I'd like to thank Andrew Paul for producing this episode. I'd also like to thank the Edmonton Community Foundation for the recording space and the support. I'd also also like to thank Nathaniel Sutton of Brother Octopus slash Defend the Rhino slash whatever it is the heck he's working on for the intro music. You can find me at theundad.com or online at theundad on Twitter or just type in the undad on Facebook. Or you can email me at Trent at thetrentwilkie.com or you can just see me on the street and give me a way too long hug. <laughs>